Hi, and welcome to The Movie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the series? We're back. We're back with another <laughs> series. I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And this week on the podcast, we are covering Stay Close. So we're doing episode one of our next movie serials. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a book written by Harlan Coben and a Netflix series. Yes. So we get we will be releasing episode one here on our regular feed. Mm-hmm. And then you don't get the rest of them unless you pay for them. <laughs> right. Which we'll talk about our Patreon at the end of the episode and how you can yeah. listen to the rest of the episodes. Uh, so this is on Netflix. It just got released not too long ago. But mm-hmm. also... I didn't get too far into the book because of Netflix, because um, I got caught up on watching Love is Blind. Oh, yes. That is a <laughs> so, valid excuse. Okay, thank you. Um, I will allow it. Okay, great. <laughs> um, also, like, we can go on a tangent later about yes, Love is Blind. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so the book, like I mentioned, is written by Harlan Coben. It was originally published March 20th, 2012. It has a 3.9 out of 5 on Goodreads and 387 pages. Uh, and the series is rated TVMA for mature audiences. <laughs> um, it's a crime drama mystery, which is, you know, one of our favorites. And it's eight episodes long. Uh, There's five episodes directed by Daniel O'Hara and three episodes directed by Lindy Heyman. Don't know who either of those people are. It seems like they've done just kind of series like this before. I wonder why they like switched randomly. I don't know. I feel like TV does it all the time. It's so bizarre. True. And more often than not these days, at least on like regular Mm -hmm. TV series, uh, like the people that play, the actors that play, direct a lot of their own episodes and stuff. So more common these days. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so the synopsis of the show uh, reads, when Carlton Flynn vanishes 17 years to the night after Stuart Green did, it sets off a chain reaction in the lives of people connected to both men. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really love doing these like mystery style I know, movie me too. serials because it's just more fun to like guess who these killers are and <laughs> what the mystery is. Instead of what like Nine Perfect Strangers where we were like, what is what's, going on? What's happening? What's happening? This yeah. time. Or Firefly Lane where it was yeah. just kind of a lovely, you know, friendship story, which yeah. still was great, but just, you know, less <laughs> to like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Uh, So some fun facts about the book. Uh, As we mentioned, this series is on Netflix, and it's actually um, chosen as one of Netflix's book club picks, Mm -hmm. which we've talked about previously. Um, We actually covered uh, The Passing recently, Mm -hmm. or Passing, excuse me, recently. That was their original um, Netflix book club pick. This is pick either two or three. They have one other Mm -hmm. one that they've recently released. Um, Not too much about the book itself, but um, uh, Harlan Coben, uh, this book is one of 19 standalone novels that he has written. I was going to say, he's a very popular like mystery writer. Yes. He, his very first book uh, was published in 1990, the year that I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, t- it spans from 1990 to 2021. In addition to the standalone novels, he also has two series mm-hmm. that um, he has published as well. There's, multiple books in those series as well. Coben is actually not a stranger to getting his books um, adapted. Okay. So he's had quite a few that have been adapted into different um, series and movies in different languages. And actually in 2018, he signed a multi-million dollar uh, five-year deal with Netflix. Okay. Because I did see another one on there. To kind of, you know, adapt his books. Mm -hmm. So under the deal, 14 of his books will be developed into Netflix series series oh, or films. Oh my gosh. Yes. 14? And you're wondering how is that possible? The reason is 
they're going to be for different versions of Netflix, so for different okay. countries. So they're not necessarily all going to be for U.S. Uh, version of Netflix. So currently, uh, let's see, he has The Stranger, mm-hmm. which that I actually was the, watched. Oh, really? That's the one I saw. Yeah, that one was a U.K. Um, mm-hmm. show, but we here in U.S. saw it as well. That came out in 2020. Um, the Woods is a po- Poland, Polish um, show. I saw that one on Netflix. It's so funny they say it's for all these kinds. Of, it shows up on my stuff. Well, but I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming you'd probably have to watch that with subtitles. It's not necessarily Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like one of those things because I watched Money Heist. Because you watched Money Heist, you might <laughs> right. like this one that's yeah. not in English either. Yeah, that also came out in 2020. Then he's got The Innocent, which is a Spanish um, language series mm-hmm. that came out in April of 2021. And then Gone for Good is a French show. I'm assuming possibly a movie um, that came out in August of 2021 and then Stay Close, which we're covering, just recently came out um, in December of 2021. So question. You may not know this, but he's American, right? Yes. Okay. Well, so that's, and that's, that's a, interesting. That. It is. It is interesting. And that's one of the key things that we'll talk about in this um in the series is the location of yeah. the show and movie or show is very different than what is in the book. So very interesting. interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see what others he will, you know, adapt. I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. assuming we catch on quick enough, we'll probably cover mm-hmm. one or two more of his, but I'm excited. Cause like I said, I had never read any of his books, um, but I do, like you mentioned, he is a very well-known mystery suspense writer. So, and so far he's not problematic as we know, as, as far as, right as I now, know, he is, <laughs> is not problematic but who knows always a plus <laughs> yeah. so not too much has come out about the series yet um but a couple things that we noted that we see in the first couple uh episodes you know that big white face statue thing in yes. the park that's actually a, a sculpture in a real park oh. um it's called the dream and it's located in saint helen's northwest england um and it's by um the artist's Jahum Plesse, which is exactly how which is exactly how you pronounce it. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, the theme song of the series is called "You Don't Own Me." Um, it's sung over the opening credits and at the end um, by the performer um, Nikki Williams, who I don't really know, but it's actually um, a song from the '60s that was performed by like a teen pop idol huh. in the 60s which that was interesting interesting on par with nine perfect strangers mm-hmm. this opening sequence is super cool too yeah i remember w- with nine perfect strangers we talked about it how like um cinematically the yeah <laughs> the blender yeah uh this is also interesting thankfully though i can actually fast forward this mm-hmm. one so i watched the first episode yeah. and then i fast forwarded for episode two uh so they did actually so i think this i mean maybe or may not have something to do with it you were talking about the setting mm-hmm. so it was filmed during the pandemic. Oh, so they started filming, I think it said in 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm wondering because, I mean, I guess we'll just say it. It The book is based in the United States. Mm-hmm. It was actually filmed in England. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe the reasoning behind it was because I think England opened up their quicker? their cinema, not cinemas, <laughs> but like their production sure. quicker than the United maybe. States. So that could have been the reason why, but... Also, I bet it's cheaper over there. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> so well, let's talk about a couple of the characters. The main character of the book and the movie uh, is called is Megan Pierce, um, which again, it's kind of funny. The last names are a little mm-hmm. weird to me, especially in the in the movie because 
she's not married in, in the movie. Right. In the show. Yeah. Yeah. The show. Sorry. Um, but her name is Kush Kush Jumbo. I love it. That's a C-U-S-H, cool name. C-U-S-H, and then last name J-U-M-B-O. Uh, she was in The Good Wife. A uh, couple, I didn't notice anything else or recognize anything else that she was in. Uh, I did try to look to see, like, what nationality she is. She's mm-hmm. from England, but she's so exotic looking yeah. that she could be from anywhere in this world. She might, I mean, her background might be from other yeah places but yeah that's interesting she's actually the cover of the book Mm -hmm. that at least the version that we have um which actually was talking with another Mm -hmm. uh bookstagrammer the other day how she thinks that netflix book club has done a really good job with their covers so far and um i i I, normally you know me i don't like Mm -hmm. you know tv or movie covers and i actually had to agree with her this is kind of cool and then the cover for passing had like um the two women mm-hmm. kind of black and white yeah. not facing each other. So, I mean, so far, so yeah. good Netflix. <laughs> uh, we also, I guess, should have note or mentioned this when you were talking about the book. It was extremely, not, it didn't end up being extremely hard for us to find <laughs> yeah. the book. But when initially we wanted to do this, we're like, all right, let's see if the library has it. The library had like a 17 year hold on it. <laughs> um, we tried to find it at Barnes and Noble. They were out everywhere in the state of Arizona. We tried to order it on Amazon and it was a one to two month waiting. And yeah. we're like, oh man, we're never gonna be able to do this book. Lo and behold, Rosha goes to Costco down the street and Costco evidently bought every version that they, you know, every copy in the United States. So basically what we're trying to tell you is never <laughs> sleep on Costco's book aisle. I will tell you, I feel like, and I don't know if this is a recent thing, but like when I was there picking this book up, mm-hmm. they had like 10 other like very recent popular books. Oh yeah. Style. Like I said, Costco's book mm-hmm. section is top notch. Yeah, and they're relatively cheap considering yeah, this, was this probably was would be a lot more expensive at Barnes and Noble. Obviously, you know, shop shop local where you can. But like, if you need a book in a in a pinch, Costco apparently is the place Look, to go. So Costco is originally from Kirkland, Washington, oh. which is uh-huh. local from where I grew up. Sure, so. sure. <laughs> there you go. I was trying to see if it gave me a list price, but it didn't. Uh, but try the back. Oh yeah, seventeen dollars. Yeah, is the list price, and we got it at Costco for ten dollars and forty nine cents. I see you haven't taken the sticker off. Look, you're lucky I got to page sixty <laughs> like I did. Oh yeah, I was texting <laughs> Hannah this morning because I was like not fully caught up in the book. You know me, I like to be on mm-hmm. top of things. Uh-huh. She's like, yeah, I haven't even started. I was it. like, I gotta be honest. With I you. don't know if you could tell my passive aggressive text. I did. I was she like, goes, oh okay. I know, so, which is why I was like, Ray, I can't go to the gym with you. I gotta read, so Rosha won't be <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> I'm glad the message was received. It's fine. There was no haha or anything, so it's fine. I got you. I got a little bit in. It's fine. That's the beauty of our friendship. I can literally just send an oh, okay, and you know exactly how I'm feeling. I, like I told you, I was busy watching Love is Blind. I don't know what I'll to allow tell you. you didn't say that. You didn't preface that in the text. Well. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> I don't even know. All right, let's move on. I really like her so far in the, in the series. Yes. Um, we'll see, because I think she plays... Uh, she has two different personas in this in this book, kind yes. of. Yes. Yeah. Um, she has a past life. <laughs> yeah. So I think she's playing both of them pretty well yeah. so far. Uh, next person I wanted to talk about um, was Ray Levine, who is, as of right now, we know him as like this photographer mm-hmm. that somehow has a connection um, with Megan from her past, Correct. as Cassie is her past life name. Yeah. Um, played by Richard Armitage. Do you remember who he is? Mm, he looked familiar. He's Thorin Oakenshield. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, it's because he, he's a lot taller. He's not a dwarf. <laughs> I would not have even. Yeah, so he's Thorin years. from The Hobbit, which we just covered. Look at 
how do we unintentionally always do this? I told this? you, there's always a connection between everything that we do. Fascinating. I know. It's like we plan it. <laughs> I know, but we don't. Um, he's also in The Stranger. Um, yes, he's the Stranger. lead in The Stranger, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. I haven't I watched it yet. <laughs> so um, I really like him. I think. I mean, I loved him in The Hobbit, too. So this is just a totally different... Yeah. Um, side of him. I He's intriguing to me. He mm-hmm. clearly has some demons, some yeah. some, some situations going as on. As of right now, the first two episodes, because I've only watched two episodes of the series, he doesn't seem as damaged as they make him in the in the book. And on At the least flip side, he's much more funny in the book than oh, he is okay. in the show. The show yeah. get, makes him a little bit more serious than I would have yeah. liked. Um, I think, you know, he's a little bit more playful in the book, yeah. if you will. <laughs> All right, and then lastly for this episode, Lorraine Griggs, who is I don't even know how to describe her. She she basically worked at the at the club that Megan worked at in her past life. Yes, it was a gentleman's club, which we'll mm-hmm. get to. I can't un, I can't decipher whether or not she used to also be a dancer and yeah. now is just like you know moved up yeah. <laughs> to management role or if she's always been a well i think in the book she mentions that she was a cocktail host slash manager in the series i got very much more of like the madam of the house type totally like she was protector of the girls yeah. and stuff so but then there's a scene where she asks megan like you know you left us girls which yeah. makes me think like she was also like level with megan yeah. so who knows maybe we'll get more of her story not sure um played by a woman named sarah Parrish. um she was in the holiday which is one of my favorite movies of all time uh the wedding date and she was also in hatfield and mccoy's uh which was a, a series that i think the BBC did no it was like I don't know it was some western series they did on on national tv yeah. uh but it looks like she's done just a ton of like tv series since then mm-hmm. I do feel like a lot of times there's a lot of tv like if you're in tv series actor like that's all you do like there isn't a lot of like yeah. Like, almost every single character I was looking at them, like, they've all done about 18 TV shows. It's, safe to, or it's hard to say that now, though, because I feel like so many, like, movie actors True. are going TV. So yeah. it's like, you know. But to your point, if they started in TV, maybe they just consistently yeah. stay in TV. <laughs> so anyways, those are just a couple characters. We'll talk about some more um, next episode. Yeah, I think with Lorraine, we'll see what happens with her. Mm-hmm. I... To me, she feels a lot more intense in the mo- in the show yeah. than in the book, mm-hmm. um, and that just might be them kind of hyping up her right. her role. Exactly. But, um, so, on that note, uh, your options for F. Mary mm-hmm. Kill are Megan Raymond and or Ray, I should say, <laughs> and Lorraine. All right. Um, so far, based so on what you know, or <laughs> based off I off what I know. Um, gonna have to kill Ray because he's a little too mysterious for me. <laughs> Little too much. I don't know exactly what's happening. Okay. Um, you know, I'm going to marry Megan because she does seem like as of, again, as of right now, she mm-hmm. seems like a very devoted wife and mother. Okay. You okay. know, and got her stuff together. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll go to the back room of the Viper um, <laughs> with Lorraine, which is not called the Viper. No, in, it's in not. We'll get to that uh, shortly, too. So yeah. I'm going to go completely different. Than okay. You. Uh, I'm going to marry Lorraine. Because mm-hmm. she's a straight shooter. Okay. She tells you like it is. You know exactly what her life is about. Mm-hmm. There's zero confusion with Lorraine. <laughs> right. That's true. Um, I'm going to go to the back of the Viper or Vipers or whatever it's <laughs> called with Ray because 
he's mysterious in like a could be kind of fun way but um, could kill you but way. also could kill you <laughs> um and i'm gonna kill megan because if i could if i lived with someone for 16 years and they were able to yeah. keep that big of a secret from me we got problems that's true <laughs> very very true so let's get into it <laughs> all right so episode one is just titled episode one. We yeah. don't get any cheeky names. I know. Names. I was so upset with that, considering our lovely cheeky names on Nine Perfect Strangers. I know. So, and this episode is uh, 51 minutes long. So, this the opening episode uh, does not start the way that the book starts. No. And we were talking um, off mic here how it's a little... It, this It's out of sequence. Yes. As of it right is. now, yeah. So <laughs> normally, when I when we do these serials, I have already finished the book entirely, yeah. and I haven't obviously, and so I'm like, okay, but should I keep reading? Should yeah. I not? I don't know. So so far, I've stopped at a I think a good stopping point. Yeah. Mostly. So this the episode opens with a guy at like this rave that you think is a rave, right. But is actually just like the carnival night at, at the strip club. Yeah. Vipers. <laughs> yeah. Which can I just say Vipers is a great name for a gentleman's it club. Is, it saying. is. It anyway. is. Um, but we see in this episode that he's, you know, drinking with some people and someone switches his drink. And then all of a sudden he's like freaking out and he's like definitely on some sort of trip. So you're like, all right, yeah. somebody drug this guy. He runs into the woods after Again, we have no idea what he's doing in the woods. And then he's just kind of screaming like he's going to get this person. Mm-hmm. And then it stops. Then, then it goes the end. opening credits. Yeah, then it goes <laughs> to the opening credits. Um, the the book actually opens on Ray. Yes, which uh, is a scene that we'll get in a little bit in the show. But it does start with Ray. And like we mentioned, so in the book, the show or the, the story is set in Atlantic City in mm-hmm. the U.S., in the show, we're clearly in London or some suburb of London. Um, but I will give the show creators credit, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're starting a series, a mystery thriller series, yeah. you got to like pack a punch right, right from the beginning and like get people hooked, right? Right. I don't think that starting on Ray would have done <laughs> no, that. In not the at show. all. Not at all. So after the opening credits, we actually go to Megan. So we see that she is in the suburbs. She lives in this gorgeous house and she has this family. We come to find out in the series, Megan is not married to her husband. Right. They're like engaged to be married. Right. But they have two kids together. Three Three kids kids in the show. In the show. They have two kids in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, In the series, they have two girls and a boy. In the book, they just have a boy and a girl. Um, and but they're at her hen night, mm-hmm. which in England is what they call the bachelorette party. So right. they, at least they're staying consistent, you know. <laughs> um, and they're at this like paint and sip type thing, which I've said a million times. I don't need to go to a paint and sip. Nothing I paint is anything I'm going to want to hang on my wall. So I'd rather just go and sip somewhere. But this one at least had like an attractive man to stare at while you paint. What are you going to do with that painting? <laughs> Toss it. Or like you're drinking and you're staring it at. I mean, I guess so. I'm down with that. (laughs) So as she comes home from her hen night, she gets to her front door and there's a bottle of champagne with a note. And on the front of the note, it says Cassie. And she totally freaks out. She opens the card and it's like a wedding card, but it's blank inside. Um, She ends up watching her like ring doorbell camera to try to see who dropped it off. And she can't really tell who it was. That does not happen in the book. <laughs> no. Um, the way that she kind of gets, you know, this like 
flashback of the past mm-hmm. or you know mention of Cassie is they're at home and the phone rings and mm-hmm. her son I believe answers and says oh some you know nobody lives here by that name and yeah. he's like no one you know we don't have a Cassie here and she immediately right. panics and actually I think she takes the phone from him yeah um, I did love the inner dialogue at, in that moment because she was like because my family doesn't actually think further into things right. they didn't even think you know Twice. like who who could this Cassie be right. <laughs> Um, so now after we, you know, we see this little freak out of her, we are now at the police station and we find out that there's a missing person's case open. Um, and that person was Carlton Flynn, who was the man we saw in the opening scene Mm -hmm. of the series. Uh, and we're at Carlton's dad's house and we see the detective ask him, you know, did you know a Stuart Green? Well, we end up finding out that Stuart Green was a missing man who went missing 17 years ago. Um, to the day. To the day. Carlton went missing. Correct. Um, Which, the, speaking of the day, it's different from book to series. Oh, is it? I Not sure why. Uh, yeah, in the book, it was February 18th when mm-hmm. Stuart and Carlton um, went missing. In the show, it's uh, April 16th. Oh, okay. For why? Why? I don't who know. knows? <laughs> uh, I don't think we get this scene with Carlton's dad in the book. We don't. Um, at least, uh, yeah, I figured. But we saw the detective, which happens a little bit later, go to the Stewart house earlier in the book. Yes, Stewart's yeah. house. Yes, 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 yes. which, <laughs> which we'll we get, get a little later. Yeah. yeah, so it's very jumbled or yeah. whatever. Uh, so now we get a scene of Ray, the photographer, finally. <laughs> this, this is, is how, the beginning. This of is the, the beginning of the book, which now makes so much more sense after reading it. Mm-hmm. So we see in the series, we just get this scene of him leaving this job and then he's walking away. He's like, has his camera and we see him get hit in the back of the head with something. And then he drops to the ground and then his camera gets stolen. Um, in the book, it's like a lot more vicious. Like he gets like hit in the head with like a baseball bat. Yeah. He has to actually hide under his car to like get the person to go away. Yeah. I mean, the goal of the person was to get his camera the whole time. Like he wasn't trying to rob him. What we find out in the book is Ray is down in the dumps. Like he Mm -hmm. doesn't have a lot of money. Like he's doing odds and ends jobs. He actually had a career as a photojournalist Mm -hmm. and totally like, you know, poo pooed that. And then, um, now he's a, Fake paparazzi photographer, which <laughs> right. we kind of get in the show. Yeah. Like, they make mention of it at this bar mitzvah that he's, you know, um, taking photos at. But, like, totally, you know, off trajectory of where right. his, he thought his life was going to yeah. go. Oh, poor Ray. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're with Megan again. And she, we see her leaving her, her house. She thinks that someone is, you know basically stalking her. Now she's just paranoid. Uh, And they end up heading to her daughter's netball game, which is just tennis. (laughs) Tennis. In the book, her daughter plays soccer. Mm -hmm. There's no tennis match. Um, But I actually really like this scene. It was kind of eerie. Mm -hmm. Her daughter's playing a tennis match and her and her husband are sitting there. And you know how during tennis, everyone's moving their head back and forth. Well, straight across from her in the crowd, she sees everybody turning their head except for one woman. And she's just staring at her. I was like, that was a really cool scene and super creepy. Too bad it didn't happen in the book. Did not happen in the book. (laughs) She ends up going and meeting this woman in the bathroom. And she's like, I'll talk to you later. um, And whatever. Well, that was who had called her in the Mm -hmm. book. That was Lorraine. Who she does end up meeting. Yeah. So she becomes, she's very much more mysterious in the series. And you're very much on edge about this woman. Who is this woman? Yeah. (laughs) What's going to happen? Right. Which in the book, you're like, oh yeah, that's... 
good old Lorraine. Well, and not only that, but like when they meet here later in the show, mm-hmm. she's very nervous about meeting her. Yeah. In the book, it was very much like, oh, hey, old friend. Yeah, it's like, been so great to yeah. see you. So now in the series, though, this is where we get, uh, <laughs> we see Ray again. And his boss comes to his comes to his house which it's funny because in the in the book they talk about how he lives in like this basement apartment Mm -hmm. in the series he kind of lives in like a almost like a two-story little apartment yeah it's like nice um and he says like man i really need these pictures from this bat mitzvah and we see like a flash of this like kid walking out of the car and we see the whole paparazzi thing so it's kind of cool in the book that we see that this was actually, you know, the fake paparazzi right. and, and what this kid was. What an stuff. interesting concept for a company, too. Like, basically, mm-hmm. this company um, creates situations for people. They actually mentioned a story about this guy who hires this company every single time he takes a new girl out <laughs> right. to impress her because right. it makes him seem more, like, important. Right. Just like, oh, my God, if I was on that date, I would absolutely leave right away. Right. Well, it's funny because they're like, so-and-so never got a second date, yeah. ever. <laughs> Um, so anyways, they were, he was like, oh my gosh, your camera got stolen. Do you have backups of pictures from this party? Cause we need them. And he's like, yeah, we end up finding, it's a little bit more in detail in the book, but he has one of those cameras that uploads them to your, you know, Bluetooth mm-hmm. and sends to the them cloud. to the cloud and sends them to you. So while they're looking at these pictures from the party, he ends up seeing pictures he had taken earlier in the day. I guess, or the day before. So that's the thing I wasn't sure. In the book, it's very clear that he mm-hmm. had taken them earlier in the day. Yeah. In the show, it seems like whoever stole his that's camera what I thought. almost took those photos. That's it's what like I thought unclear. initially. Yeah. So in those pictures from this other place, like in the woods area, we end up seeing pictures of the missing guy, the Carlton guy mm-hmm. that went missing that day or the day before. So yeah, same thing. I was like, okay, so the guy who stole the camera must be the one who took those pictures. Yeah. But then... I but don't that's think not that's not the, the case. Yeah, so I, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I guess we find out. Now we see Megan going to talk to Lorraine after the tennis match. And again, yeah, like you're right. She's very hesitant to talk mm. to her. Um, she like what Lorraine's like, does your family know like who you used to be in the past? Like she's very like, I'm, it, I'm very threatening. Yeah. You know? And, and like you said, in the, in the book, she's just like, Oh God, I'm so glad I'm not a mom. Like this life is crazy. You know, yeah. just kind of, shooting the shit you know (laughs) so you know she asked she's like do you ever think of us girls in your new life like you kind of just left us and then she gives her like this toy ring and references some guy that she you know evidently was dating in the past and i'm like well it's like a ring pop type thing (laughs) um and she also says at this point in the series she goes stuart green is back and he's looking for you and you're like who's that's the guy that was missing, like whatever it, that conversation doesn't totally happens differently. I mean, like I said, it, it, it's much more like relaxed, um, mm-hmm. but she does in the book say she, she thinks has he, heard or she thinks that Stuart is back. Yeah. Um, again, they make it seem much more like, Oh crap. Mm-hmm. Like this guy is back. It's, it's bad news. Right. Situation. We also, she also referenced in the book in this conversation that Megan has been back to that club. Mm-hmm. And we don't really find that out until later in yeah. in this. I don't know if it's this episode or the next episode. But so again, much more mysterious. Thank you for the dramatic effect. <laughs> Gotta have that. Yep. 
So now we see the police again. They're looking for the missing guy. Um, and I love this. They go, they went to Stuart Green's old haunts. And I love the old, I love when people say old haunts. So I just think Does it's Does that funny. just mean like stomping grounds? Yeah, it's okay. where they used to hang out. Yeah. Um, and this is where we get introduced to the Vipers Club, which in the book it's called La Creme. Which is an awful name. Awful name. A gentleman's club. Right. Vipers is just so much cooler. Yeah. So, but it's like in, it's like this club that's like neon signs, but it's like set in the woods, Mm -hmm. which is kind of neat for, you know, what it is. Uh, Now we are back with Megan and she's lecturing her daughter about coming home late and rebelling. And we get a little bit of this in the, in the book about how she kind of like, Every time she lectures her daughter or says something, she's like, all right, well, I used to be way worse type thing. Yeah. So this was, this particular scene does not happen in the book. Right. It like happens in a couple little different ways in the book. Well, and as we said earlier in the book, she only has the son and daughter mm-hmm. in the series. She has three. So we've got the oldest daughter, Kaylee, mm-hmm. who I'm assuming is like in like 16, 17, 18 yeah. range. We've got Laura, the middle child who's mm-hmm. not in the book. And then Jordan, who's their boy, who's the youngest. Yeah. So, it's important because in the series, Kaylee becomes a little bit more important than mm-hmm. she is in the book, which yeah. we'll get to for next episode. So now we're back with Ray and he goes back to where those pictures were taken. The ones that he found on his camera. So that made me think, okay, then he must, if he knows where that is, those, then he must've been the one who, who took yeah. those photos. And he ends up finding a bloody rock near where he found it, which does happen in the book. Technically mm-hmm. yep. a little bit different, but, but he does find the bloody rock. We now see that Megan is getting super paranoid about this Stuart green guy. Some, she has some sort of connection to him. I don't know what yet, <laughs> uh, but she ends up uh, going to Stuart green's old house because it's for sale. And she goes in there kind of looking around and pretends to be that, She's someone who is interested in buying right. this house. She and the woman who ends up, you know, she's actually like creeping around the house. And the woman like she opens the blinds. It's like, oh, oh. yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey. And so she's the woman ends up telling her, you know, my husband's missing and kind of tells her a little not much. And Megan slips up and says something like, you know, it's must have been really hard that he's been missing for 17 years. And she's like. Yeah, I never mentioned that it was 17 years. <laughs> Awkward. Awkward. So then she like flees the scene. Which um, doesn't happen in the book. No, 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 no. So she ends up, she drives to the park and parks in the woods where those pictures were taken. And so again, this must be a very significant place. Yeah. Not sure what it's about yet. <laughs> um, it's important to note, it is like we said at the beginning, it's near Vipers. Right. Which all these people seem to have a connection with. Correct. We now see that the detective that's working on these missing cases goes to the Green household. Also, can we talk about him really quick? Broom is his name. Yes. I like him so far. So far, so I'm good. sure we'll talk about him in the next episode, <laughs> yeah. but I like him so yeah, far. Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, his partner is a little, like, annoying and unnecessary <laughs> as of right now. But anyways. Uh, so now he's at the greenhouse. We find out that... You know, in the book, they go into a lot more detail. Like, he stayed connected with this family. So this is a case that he worked on 17 years ago, never found out what happened to this guy, and he feels responsible that this family never got answers. Mm-hmm. So he's been around. In the book, they even say that he slept with the wife. Yeah, they actually mentioned it in the series, too. Oh, do they? Yeah, oh, his partner I actually makes a comment. Oh, I didn't catch yeah. that. <clears throat> so anyways, she he goes there to basically say, you know, that this other guy has gone missing. 
near where Stuart went missing. And it's 17 years to the date, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, He also finds out that Megan was there. Mm -hmm. She mentions it. And so now he's like, all right, that's a red flag. Right. He doesn't know, though, that it's Megan, right? Right. She just says a woman. Um, So now Megan's trying to figure out, like, again, she's freaking out for whatever reason. She goes to find an old lawyer that used to do a bunch of pro bono work for her, um, for her as long as, as well as other hookers and strippers, you know. What a nice He's guy. He's doing the honest man's work. Yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he ends up going to, uh, or wherever he used to be, he's no longer there. He now works um, at Hannibal's Animals or in an <laughs> office above there. Yeah. Funny enough, I'll talk about this uh, at some point, I'm sure. But the guy who plays him, you, he was on the show um, Hannibal. Mm. And so it's just kind of funny that. That is funny. Hannibal's Animals, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> So when she gets there, his name is Harry. Harry's like super drugged up. Like, and she tries to talk to him. And I I guess I should mention the way she gets in there is like these two like random like thugs almost like let her in and let her up there. Um, Stuart is totally blitzed out of his mind. Not Stuart. Sorry. Harry (laughs) is totally blitzed out of his mind and she can't get any answers from him. So as she's trying to leave, these two men like stop her and take all of her jewelry as she tries to leave. Well, as we think she's about to give up, she snaps and she ends up kicking the crap out of these two Mm -hmm. guys and takes her stuff back. This does not happen in the book. Um, Her first interaction with Harry is something that happens in episode two. So Mm -hmm. we'll talk about it in episode two. But this whole like Harry being on drugs and these guys attacking her doesn't happen in the book. (laughs) I did kind of like the snap part oh yeah i was like oh that's kind of cool i didn't expect that at all yeah so now we see ray the photographer going through old photos and we end up seeing photos of megan as cassie in her old life and we're like is that her old boyfriend Mm, i think so interesting interesting and then we see this scene of megan at the club as cassie recently so this is where we kind of find out that she's actually gone back to the club recently um and then we also find out that her daughter kaylee was also there that same night Mm -hmm. and she was with clayton the missing guy carlton (laughs) clayton carlton (laughs) Chase, Chris, who knows? (laughs) Uh, And that she now has his necklace that he was wearing. Right. Because um, we didn't touch on this, but when they went to, when the police went to visit his dad's house, they show a picture, they give him a picture and he's like, he wears this necklace Mm -hmm. all the time. And it just so happens to be the one that now Kaylee or Kay has. So clearly she's involved somehow, which doesn't happen in the book. Um, Like I said, the Kaylee situation is a little bit more heightened in the series. So I'm interested to see where they take it from there. I have a feeling that this series might end differently than the book. It might, which would be interesting. More, more things for us to talk about. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that is how episode one ends. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's it for this one. Um, make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Booby Girls. You can also email us at theboovygirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, so this is episode one, first episode of The Booby Serials. This is on our main feed. However, if you want to continue listening uh, to the, our Stay Close episodes, um, we are going to be putting them on our Patreon. Um, how you sign up for Patreon is you just go to Patreon com forward slash the movie girls um it's three dollars to join and we'll have all of our um the remainder of the episode so seven more episodes for you that will be released weekly Mm -hmm. on our patreon um if you need an easier way to find our patreon (laughs) it's also linked in our um instagram bio as well at the movie girls what are we covering next week on the podcast we will be doing well, you're calling it a classic, but it was originally published <laughs> the year I was born, so I'm a little offended. Um, but Beloved. Yes, written by Toni Morrison. Um, I forget what year the series or the movie it was came 1998 out. 1998 with Oprah Winfrey. There you go. That is not Listen, a classic. It is a classic because Goodreads says so. Okay. The the genres are fiction, classic, historical fiction, magical realism, literature, historical, African-American. Yeah, it's a classic. Also, it's on my been there, done that poster of 100 epic reads. That doesn't say epic classics. It's epic in the sense that you should read it. Okay. Well, I'm going to. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, that's what we'll be covering next week on the episode or on the the podcast. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its series. Bye. (laughs) 